I'm Russell Howard and this is Wonderbox. My guest this week is a brilliant and original stand-up comedian. He's a double award winner at the Edinburgh Festival. This is John Kearns and his Wonderbox. So here we are with John Kearns. I've been mispronouncing your name for years. I've been saying Cairns. I've that been... sounds quite nice. Yeah, but I, I always get very excited. Whenever I speak about you, is because I normally see you at the Edinburgh Festival. I don't know how it is for you, but I'm always very excited post-show, so I kind of go backstage and try and grab you. And it feels to me like Taylor Swift congratulating uh, Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, that, I, I, I feel very... That, but that's how I feel. I suddenly come in and go, hey, that was great. That was great, Len. Like, and I, I hope it comes across because I, I, I want you to know that I like you. But me and the Swifties, we don't always know how to show our love. Well, is, that, is that fair to say? Like, Because you never invite me backstage. I just come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you just wait in the auditorium. Yeah, yeah. I've and done... then uh, you get... Like a front of house person coming backstage, and they're like, um, <laughs> Taylor Swift's out right, here. Yeah. She's really happy. Russell Howard's out there. Yeah. You're like, what's he doing? Like, he's... The thing is, I don't mind talking about this. Yeah. You're massive. Because you must have had it, obviously, especially in Edinburgh. Yeah. Famous people will come to your show sometimes. Yeah, it's freaky, isn't it? And it's freaky. Yeah. I remember. Steve Coogan came with John Bishop. This is 10 years ago now. Yeah, wow. And I was doing the Free Fringe. Yeah. So the lights are on. <laughs> and <laughs> the audience are, it's like North Korea. They're waiting for the, the laugh of approval from over yeah, there. Yeah, of course, of course. And, uh, you know, thankfully I got it. But, um, and do yeah, you, it's, it's always an interesting vibe. That. And you never know whether to sort of acknowledge it. I remember in a very early gig I did in Bristol, Michaela Strachan. <laughs> from the real wild show was there and i got really excited yeah and so i'm like 18 yeah and you know the poor woman has just gone there for like a night out in a pub and a comedy night is happening and then suddenly i was on stage going bloody out and just telling her that i fancied her when i was young it was just, yeah and it, i'd I, do that but i learned a lot that day of like because you left at half time and you're like, well, that's not how you interact with people, is it? <laughs> I, I just used got... to fancy you. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're... But imagine that. She's come for a, a night out with her husband and then suddenly some bloke's got a mic. When I was younger, I'll tell you what, and you, and, and now you still love... I mean, you're right. What? Is it a Pinot or what? It was just... Yeah, and you've just ruined someone's night. I, I did that at Latitude. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm... Uh... I'm dying on my ass in this tent. The tent is rammed because they're all there to see uh, ostentatious that are on after me. Right. So, you know, I'm kind of basically uh, playing with that. And uh, I spot Richard Curtis, like, right. sat right near the front. Yeah. And he he was one of the people that founded Latitude. Is that right? I yeah. didn't know that. So, I anyway, I just point out that he's there and that he did that. <laughs> So, you know, and he's really looking at me like, he, he cannot fathom mm. that I have pointed out he's there. Yeah. He's going, you just don't do it. You, just, you do not do that. Yeah. I'm the only one who can see him. Yes. There's five people around him. So people think you're having a fever dream. People at the back are like, yeah. what's he <laughs> yeah, talking about? Yeah, exactly. 
Like, oh, Richard Curtis is there. William Shatner's over there. He's like, oh, yeah. is, this, <laughs> is this his stuff? <laughs> Just... <laughs> But that's the point where those gigs are so big, you could create this fictitious front row. So the people at the back would be like, bloody hell. And just have a really nice, imagined conversation with uh, William Shatner. You could... Talking to Jonathan Ross. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> All right, Rossi, how you going? Also, so many people pop their heads into those tents yeah. to see what's going on. Yeah. So the sugar babes are here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I enjoyed you on Jules. We forgot we forgot how good you were. Who's he talking to? Sugar babes. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh dear. But yeah, so no, I'm very um it's very cool when people I think more than any profession maybe. You do you do want your peers to like what you do. Yeah, well I but I think what I like about you is that you if comedy is an, an instrument you play it like no one else, and I really like that. I just like your jokes. There's very few of them that anyone else could perform, and I mean that as a compliment. Quite difficult to take compliments like this, but uh, I think you're very I've, good. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got used to it. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, it's just quite nice. It's like when someone offers to buy you dinner. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to fight this anymore. Oh yeah, Christ. Who are these people? If someone gets their card out and says, "I've got this," brilliant. Yeah. Just you know take it. Yeah. Kitson used to be incredible at that. He sort of passed that on. So when I would support him, he would always pull out the card. And then it kind of felt like as you, as you, if you were headlining or whatever, then you pull out the card. That's the way it goes. I remember the first time I did Wembley, my memory of it is going for Chinese with him afterwards. Did you buy dinner? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like it was this... It was, But it was, it was a bit of an odd thing for me to buy dinner for, for him. Do you know what I mean? No, but it's, it's like, important. Yeah, but it is that odd moment when you're like, I've got this, Obi-Wan. And then he's like, fucking put your lightsaber away, you young prick. You know, and then that whole relationship starts up. Um, it's like, uh, it'd be Mozart buying uh, dinner for Salieri. Have you seen the film Amadeus? Uh, no. Oh, you've got to watch that. Give it a spin. Oh. I've, I've seen Shine with uh, Jeffrey Rush, which is, it, does he play Amadeus? Uh, he plays Mozart. Dan's on it, Dan's on it. Tom Hulse. Look at that. The thing is, sometimes you worry, not worry, but you think, where, am, where is my place in life? Like, oh, God, all I? the time, yeah. Who am I? Do people, uh, do people know what I'm doing? That guy, that guy there, what's his name? Me, I'm Dan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, imagine having that. Uh, so rude. For the benefit of the listener, John John was pointing at Dan. No, no. And D Dan threw him under the bus magnificently there. John wasn't pointing at me going, who's that? It was Thomas Holst, did you say? Tom Holst. Well, that's Tom it. Hulse. I've never heard of that guy. Yeah. But if he was. Mm. He's won an Oscar, I think. God. It's quite interesting, actually. Uh, the Wonder Box vibe. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I was intrigued to have you on because you strike me as someone that thinks deeply about things and things you want to say. So I was curious, what are the things that you adore? I think it could be a broad spect spectrum, this. I think there what? could be some unusual things on here. Well, I, are a you a sentimental way. person? Well, apparently I did a finger check yesterday and I'm a psychopath. <laughs> if your if your ring finger is is longer than your index finger, that means you're a psychopath. And I was showing my wife, and let's have a look. 
No, you're cool. You're fine. I'm all right. How about you, Dan? Was your wife surprised? Nah, she sort of did that sigh of like, uh. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I'm not a particularly well-cooked psychopath. I think I've got all the skills, but I wasn't left in the oven for long enough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I've yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're all right, yeah. yeah. But look, I'm so considerably for down. So for people listening, put your hand up. If the index finger is shorter than the uh, ring finger, apparently I'm a psychopath. According to one of those articles you read in the Daily Mail every so often. Feels yeah, like yeah, science. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of stuff I've shown my missus and gone, have you seen this? And she, she's like, it's like you're showing me a brass eye video. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? But what is... What is the first thing in your in your box then, John? But let's plunge straight in. What's the first well, thing you want to put in? So there? the reason why I was, if you were sentimental, is because I'm constantly, I think even in writing and uh, doing stand up, I'm very aware to avoid sentimentality or nostalgia. I, I, I'm always veering into that, and I know like I know a lot of people are sentimental, but I kind of. I can really wallow and stuff. Mm. So when, you know, I'm thinking of the Wonder Box thing, I'm immediately going that way. Mm. And that's kind of, it makes you think like, why am I constantly drifting to like the past? Because obviously, you know, you can put anything in this box, people, you know, smells, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, <laughs> I just get, not, well, like racked with nostalgia. I'm just constantly... Here's a question. When you were in those moments, were you looking to the future or were you firmly in it or were you looking back even then? I'm aware in those moments that I will be, say, you know, whatever happened in, I don't know, 2010. I'm walking down the road listening to an album specifically and, I don't know, something's happened. I'm aware that I will be thinking about it in 10 years. Mm. I'm in, I'm like, yeah. Clock this album. Yeah, you're never going to walk down this street again without thinking about this. Right. Like, I'm not in the moment. I'm yeah. going, yeah, this will be a memory when you're 80. Yeah. Which is madness. Yeah. But, but the it's team, true. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I do walk around, you know, London. I grew up here and stuff. And, you know, you walk past ghosts. Ghosts, you know, yourself. You walk past a younger version of yourself. You're thinking, yeah, that... Obviously, it's part of growing up, but I think some people are very good at not doing that. Yeah. Walking past places and, yeah, people remember stuff, but I'll stand there and stare into the middle distance for about 10 minutes. Yeah. But the great thing about you staring into the middle of the distance is you've got a kind face. There's certain people that if they if they stand and stare for long enough, someone's making a phone call. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Jason Statham... <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? If he just was in the middle of like, you know, West Hollywood, just staring, someone's ringing up. Some, like, do you know what I mean? It's happened. He's activated. Whereas with you, you've got the look of a man. Even if people don't know what you do, you would look like ah, he's writing a poem. I'm saying, do you know what I mean? I think I look like uh, trying to work out where my keys are. Yeah, that's without what I mean. feeling my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of trying to sense it. Yeah. Can't be asked to mm. start searching. Just like think, It'll be there. think, yeah. think that's what's in my left pocket. Mm. Uh, yeah, all right. Carry on. Keep walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't smoke or anything, so I am just stood there. Yeah, I, I used to work uh, it, it, at my old uh, job before I became a stand-up. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in your 20s. I was gigging at night, back at work. Anyway, the police that worked at the building, one of them called me Byron. Right. Because he thought I looked like this tortured... Uh, he didn't know I was doing stand-up. Yeah. I just looked... I think I just looked fucked. I <laughs> mean, oh, that's a great nickname, though, isn't it? Because but, but fucked, but on a quest. Yeah. I think that's, that's, yeah. But that's pretty... That's a pretty good summing up. You look fucked and like you're on... You, your brain looks like it's going somewhere and your body hasn't dressed for the occasion. Is that fair to say? <laughs> good God. But, but I think it is fair to yeah. say, probably. But do you know what I mean? It's sort of... You look like the kind of bloke that could find himself up a mountain in shorts and like with that, oh, fuck. Just like with like a plastic bag full of milk. And somewhere your missus is like, I, I have no idea. He, uh, three hours ago he was sent out. I imagine you've stood on many hills and gone, what's it all about, hey? Oh, that is absolutely my vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I'm, but I'm I think... constantly, uh, I'm constantly like on my knees, <laughs> hands in dirt, <laughs> just kind of teeth rattling or just kind of, because I, fi I, fi I find that funny. Like, yeah. you know, like Samuel Beckett plays, bleak as hell. You know, it's basically, what's it all about? Nothing. It's mm. basically yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His, his, his stuff. Yeah. But that 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 is funny. Absolutely. Like, that, that at its core. Yeah. But it's, it's quite a hard way to live your life. I thought because yeah. it makes everything pointless. But listen, we're dancing around the can topic I, can here. Can I check? Have we put anything in the we box? Put Sorry, anything right. In. So let's... First thing in the box. What is the first thing? It's a pair of false teeth. Yes, amen. Did you see the Carolina Hearn uh, documentary? I did, and I absolutely adored it. Oh, sometimes a programme comes along mm. that you feel like how you felt maybe when you were like 13 mm. and your favourite telly show was, you know, obviously... A genius and just extraordinary. Mm. Amazing body of work. But anyway, um, Craig Cash is talking about her and he says in her bag she'd have a pair of false teeth or some funny glasses or something. Mm. And she'd just whip it out and mess around. And uh, so, you know, for anyone listening who's like, who is this guy? So I, I wear false teeth on stage. I wear a wig, a monk's wig. And I think, going back actually to what you were saying, where our job can sometimes, you know, you do have moments where you're like, what am I doing here? This is madness. Mm. Weirdly, that, that silliness, that stupidity of, you know, think of the Godfather when Brando puts in the orange peel in his mouth. It's mm. just, it's, it's hard to explain... But, you know, it would make an old person laugh. It would make a toddler laugh. Yeah. It, it's just there's a purity to it. Yes. The silliness. Yes. And the surprise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can go online and see anything. You type it in. I don't know. You, you, you can work it out. Mm. You can look at anything. Sure. Light or dark web. It's all out there. You, you can look at anything. If you saw someone get on the bus wearing f big fake teeth... Mm -hmm. That's the craziest shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could look at anything on your phone, mm. but seeing that, Christ, mm. you're going, this this is mad. Mm. You're laughing, maybe? Yeah. But you're also like, 
know, I don't know this person is getting on the bus, but I don't know. It's just when I heard that Carolina Hearn did that, I was like, yeah, this something really funny. I'm sure my dad had a pair. Also, again, so there's a um, there's a film called Tony Erdman. It's a German film, uh, a comedy. It's about a bloke who um, uh, he wants to uh, get to know his daughter. They've kind of drifted apart. He's probably 70, she's 30s, professional, doing well in her job. He tries to make her laugh by putting on this wig and putting in fake teeth. Wow. And she shuts him down, hates it. The idea is that then he goes to her place of work he just walks in wearing these things and they all love him and he becomes not I think he becomes an employee or anyway he gets involved in her life she slowly realizes that he's just being silly and loving and uh, there's a, there's an amazing moment at the end of the film where she wears the wig and teeth and it's like this moment where the dad's like we're we're having fun we're 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 to get like we're together in that silliness and that pure like that bond child father you know all that stuff mm. so he runs back into the house to get a camera because he wants to take a picture of her the movie stays on her face and in that time where she's waiting for him to come back she catches herself feels silly and takes it off so he doesn't get the photo right but it's that that moment where she's free she's not thinking about who she is yeah. or how old she is it's just that childlike so is funny silliness. So when you use false teeth on stage, d d is that what that gives you then? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, it depends what mood I'm in, you know, uh, in how I think about it, really. Of course it frees me up. Mm. Going back to what I was saying about sentimentality or earnestness, in, in my, I'm very earnest. Mm. In, I can, I'm, always, I'm always kind of like that. And... Uh, it's like a switch that I have to click on to be funny, I think. Right. And that just practically uh, helps me do it. I can't imagine you doing it without the teeth and the wig. There's something about it because, and even because the glasses come down and your eyes peer over the glasses and it, it adds an extra something. And I don't know what it is. Well, I, I remember... Um... Have you done a gig since you became you know, who you are now as a performer yeah. without the wig and teeth? No, yeah. no, not for 11, 12 years. Yeah. I remember Josh Widdicombe came to see me right at the beginning when I was trying it out. And uh, something that's always stuck with me, he went, we can, it's kind of, we can only see your eyes. And that's quite interesting to me. I was like, yeah, that's like, because I've, I've got these gnashes in, I've got this crap wig on. So you got you have to focus on the eyes because that's kind of the only thing you can see. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. it's a great uh, Ted Hughes. He wrote a letter to his son about adulthood and all this, and he talks about how we're all just a child looking through the slits of armor in adulthood. It's what I'm saying about wearing fake teeth. It's like the playfulness, the stupidity of it. I've I've talked about it before, like but. And my son, like, plays with it when he goes around to my parents' house. But there's a big box in my parents' house of just wigs and hats. Just general wigs or, like, other wigs and hats? Just playful stuff. Oh, wow. My dad, like, he used to do um, after-dinner speaking. 
Right. Uh, he he was in insurance. Okay. So it was just like insurance, you know, events. Yeah. But as a kid growing up, he would be like the MC at Summer Fates at school and all that. Yeah. I think he could have done my job, certainly. Yeah. And he had a file of jokes that he kept. Not written, though. He didn't write them. You you think about all these things, like, he'd put on maybe, <laughs> in hindsight, like, maybe racist wigs. <laughs> you know, like Scottish. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, jeez. Well, that, you know, like I thought f- that was going to be a lot deeper. But <laughs> no, no, I Scottish to, is fine. I had to quickly dive in. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Fuck it up. But you know what I mean? Racist like, wigs. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ross Abbott. Fine, fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's all Ross yeah, Abbott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, oh, wow, he was a hero. I don't know. Like, I think when you look at what, what you do for a living or, or comedy or... It really is what you just loved early on. Mm. And you're doing your version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you you know, you do only what you can do up there. And and that's why you've got to trust your instincts and really lean into whatever you do on stage because that's all you can do. Yeah. All the words you could use. You could put them in any order you want. You could talk about anything. Why? Why are you there wearing a wig and false teeth, going into the minute detail of like you know racing kettles, just turning two kettles on at the same time and seeing how quickly they race? You know, it's like, why? Why? Of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you've got to give yourself up to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's it, you are only who you are, mm. and I think it's kind of. I think when I was young, I probably judged comedians like I like them, I don't like them. Yeah. But now I, I'm kind of a lot more like they're just doing their thing. Yeah. Like I mean, you you, you gig in China, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Not exclusively. No, no, no. I'm not like. I'm not. <laughs> I tell you what. I think that's worth pointing out. I, I tell you what. Do you know who does though? Avril Lavigne. What? What? Yeah, mostly gigs in China. Are you joking? No, no. The, it's the interesting about I've done one gig in China, and the government were there, and they were going through the script, and wow. we were we were followed around, and really? there was things you can say and things you can't, and you know, I thought it'd be a good idea to just you know up top have a bit of a riff, have a bit of a play, you know, and the somebody from the government after the show was like, why did you you deviate from the script? Are you they joking? had they had a script from a show we'd done in Swindon. And they couldn't fathom why. Why didn't you do this Wyndham stuff? Well, because we're in Beijing. It just seems a bit peculiar. But they were literally there with a printout. It was it was mind blowing. Really weird. Wow. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, but I enjoyed it. Sort of. I like the challenge of. Well, let's see if we can do a gig in China. I want to do some shows in India. I, you know, just. That's it. Because I'm, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm touring the UK. Yeah. Tickets available. Uh, tickets are available. Website. What's the website? Uh, John Kearns Comedy. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Try to get johnkearns.com. Someone's got it. Okay. <laughs> Who? Well, a couple of years ago, Identity. my mate bought it because he went, you don't have any online presence, really. Someone's going to take this. So I'm going to buy it so you know I've got it. Obviously, I just forget this. And then I'm I'm going through my phone. I, I don't know. It, I, I must have typed it in to see, like... Anyway, it comes up. I'm like, oh, David's got it. He's a plumber in Ballam. Yeah. He doesn't remember his log. He's, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. 
I was like, well, why did you buy it? I need it now. This feels like it would be like the perfect antidote to the social network. You know that film? Like just two hopeless fuckers from Balham who were like, what was it? What was the lock? Oh, like that. And what's my mum's maiden? Like, but just like an hour and a half of them trying to set up a fucking Hotmail account and failing. <laughs> So the teeth go in there. What is the what is the next thing? In the in well, the I've underbox? thought about this box quite practically. Fine, as in, you know, for the people listening to the pod, you can put anything in this box. The box is as big or as small as you want. Mm-hmm. I've thought literally like it's a box. Okay. Because I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to whittle it down in my mind. Fine. Life is life's big. It's fast. It's fast. Pack of yum yums from Marks and Spencer's. Okay, what's uh, what? I don't know what a yum yum is. Okay, and, and, well, no, and for the, the, his eyes widened. What is a yum yum? I know a Percy Pig, <laughs> but I don't know what is a yum yum. Well, I went into a bakery once to buy a yum yum. Yeah. It sounds um, like someone having a breakdown. If you went into Greg's well, and, she and you said, I need a yum yum, you're like, oh God, he must have diabetes. Like this or something. He needs, he needs one of them pens. Like that. And he can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need a yum yum. Oh, fuck. Stab him, Linda. But. I. Well, she hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Which I couldn't understand what was happening there. Yeah. She went, oh, do you mean like an iced finger? I'm like, what is this? It's a bakery. <laughs> you can't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't just, I haven't just made. I haven't just done what you. I've not made it up. No, it does sound it though. Like it sounds you like. You know what yum yum is, eh? Yeah. It sounds like baby talk though, isn't it? It's sort of like yeah, I mean, I mean, he needs he needs a yum yum. A grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asking for that. For, I need a, what what is it? Let me guess. It feels like it's sort of like. Is it a Marks and Spencer version of a Jaffa cake? <laughs> nope. That was a genuine guess. It's a straight donut. It's a donut, but it's called a yum yum. They're called yum yums. And how are they? How is it different to a donut? What makes it so special? It's a treat. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the Wonder Box. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I'm looking in this box, I need some things in here. Yes, I see. And I was just trying. I was trying to think about joy. Mm. Just trying to think about you know when are you like really like the shoulders drop, and just a moment in your life, you're like, I'm happy here. Mm. And if you see me on the street eating a yum yum, so what's driven me to buy that yum yum? Maybe I've, it's a bad time. I'm, I've got to Google what a yum yum is. Continue talking, but I've, I've got to see it because you've gone so deep. Oh, okay, right, right. You know that. So it's right? like a croissant sort of thing. Well, okay. I've, yeah. Do you you look after yourself, do you? Yeah. Do you eat sweet stuff? No, I don't uh, really. Yeah, I don't have a sweet tooth. Oh, right. If I had to have a snack. If I was treating myself in a dirty manner, mm. I would go a scotch egg with some tomato sauce and some brown sauce, and I'd dip it, yeah. and I'd I'd destroy that on a train. Yeah, see, I'd have that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> but it's I know what you mean. I went but, through I went through a phase of like Snickers flapjacks. Have you ever had one of those? Yeah, I've had one. Yeah, flipping heck. But, you, but so yeah, just food is. Obviously, so many people find huge comfort in it. But I thought, I'm opening the box. There's a pair of fake teeth there. A yum yum. Does it have a flavour to it? Is there sort of any custard in there? Is it? 
No, no, no. It's it's completely empty. And it's just this kind no, of. It's not empty. It's you know. It's, it's got just pastry. a multi-layered pastry. <laughs> yeah, but it's just sweet, savory. Oh, it's sweet. Do you, do you dunk it in hot chocolate or tea or anything no, like that? No, no, no. Also, it's it's a kind of thing I can't really buy and bring home. Oh, right. So I think my partner would be like, "What's happening there?" Okay, so this is <laughs> so I've I've I have actually often bought a pack of four. Yeah, I have to throw two away. Okay. I can't be seen. I, I'll sit in the car or I'll go for a walk. Oh, I can't. I have to walk around some side roads because I can't be walking like down a main road eating them. Why? I don't like people. I can't eat on a train or anything. Oh, really? One of those? I can't be seen. I, I, I just think. Out of a sense of sort of dignity? What's the. I just think. You know, I, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not thin. Right. I'm not massive. Yeah. But. You're well covered. Things are covered. Yeah, yeah. You know when you see like a really thin person and they've treated themselves to like a hot dog or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what world that is, but, you know. No. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you see them and you're like, yeah, they're, they're treating, they must have done something mad today. This is their cheat day. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. you, got you. I don't have that. I, so you, what you feel... I'm, if I'm walking down the road with a hot dog, it's like, yeah, that's his problem. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's you feel like you're being judged massively. Okay, but then you know there's something that uh, what is that wrapped up in shame? I don't know. Because also I'm not, I'm not particularly. No, you're not. No, no, I don't think anyone would think that. No, but it's so I don't know what's going on with it really. I'm but, so I'm starting to think you know this is an interest. Why have I picked this thing? Because it's quite interesting now. But you is it? It's the comfort. It's that sense of like right. For this five minutes, I know I'm happy. You know, it's been like, so if I was going to go for a sweet, I'd have a, a scone, bit of cream, bit of jam. And I know it's bad for me and I'm like, I'm not going to have anything. So I'm like, I've got psoriasis and gluten kind of flares it up. But biting that, I'll destroy it and then feel instant regret. See, I think I've got a lot of things like that. Yeah. But I just, uh, I just ignore it. You, just like, you know when people go like, oh, you've ju you just uh, you know, shut your pants for a week. What, what did you eat? <laughs> I, I can't pin it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't. I don't like the idea that I'm going to pin it down. Yes. So I just kind of go, well, you know, if I feel awful eating that, I don't I don't even register. There, I, if you told me right now, is there something that you eat that ruins your week or makes you feel ill? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but we all know the food that makes us like, if I'm eating a chili con carne, then I, that's a happy place. You know, if I've cooked it, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, do you know what? Yesterday, I was walking home and I went into um, Frozen, you know, one of them places. Yeah. And um, I bought a lamb tagine and I, I, I cooked that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Nearly passed it off as my own, but didn't. But <laughs> sort of sat there. Just it's real real progress. Well, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was kind of getting this. Just, just no way she'll believe me. But, but it was unbelievable. Just sort of sat there. I've recently moved house and we, I'm cooking a lot more than I... I have, and I love it. I mean, that doesn't count as cooking. I, but do you know I, what I mean? It's, not, it's not a delivery, which is a real step for me. I'm extremely happy. Stood at the hob. Yeah. Stirring a ragu. I've got five live football commentary on. Oh, yes. Mid Midweek. Hopefully, Clinton Morrison is not on. <laughs> <laughs> He's thick as mints. Yeah. There's not a lot going Clip on. Clip that, film it. I'll give yeah. him my address, let's talk. Because yeah. I've got the proof. Yeah. It's not like I'm saying it to be rude. Yeah. And people sh like listening going, 
Shocking. But he loves Dennis. He loves Dennis, <laughs> doesn't he? But there's not a lot he going on. He's thick as mints. Yeah. <laughs> and I, again, people might think I'm being rude there because I've never met the man. Yeah. I've got the proof. Yeah. Well, he's he's been your um, companion on many a Saturday afternoon. Like anyone who's really into football, like will that's agree, it, Deno. Will agree that's with you. That's it, Deno. Yeah, yeah. What's he exactly. fucking talking about? Yeah. Uh, who's the Scottish guy? Pat Nevin. He's incredible. Don't I can't do it. You're joking. No, Pat Nevin's all right. He though. says every sentence like it's the last sentence. Like like we're gonna go to the news or play the national anthem. <laughs> I tell you, every sen- Listen to it. He goes ah yeah, and then and he goes and then. But what you got to remember is when he gets the ball, there's no stopping him. Okay. <laughs> there's that rhythm all the time. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. But whereas uh, I'm like the only person in the UK, I can't stand Ali McCoist. Oh, that's a shot, that, by the way. I don't mind telling you that is a shot. That is a shot. Oh, he shot that. But you know when you just like, just say the fucking line. I'll tell you what he does wrong. A massive, uh, a massive goal happens someone's commentating you've got to let the commentator say what's happened you can't immediately jump in and go oh I'll tell you why that was fantastic yeah. because and he does that they're celebrating yeah. and he's explaining why it was a good goal and you're mm. like Ali you've got to wait you've got to let the main commentator say what's happening yeah. and then on the replays you then do it I um, and again so you know the list was long of what was going on in this box I was going to put in a radio but um you put a snack in. That's fine. Yeah, I put in some yum yums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have brought some. I mean, yum-yums. there was a part of me because the thing is, sometimes you think, "Am I on a desert island with this box? Do I need it?" Yeah. Anyway, I love Jonathan Pierce. Is where I'm getting at. Yeah, you like Pierce? So growing up. So is he in the box? Put no, him in. Why not? Squish him in. Is Jonathan yeah, Pierce yeah. in the box. Check him in. Yeah, hey, I tell you is, what. Is he one of my five? But also, um, I, I, no, don't, you could put I don't know the guy, but I imagine if you're eating two yum-yums, you've got to throw two in the bin, save it, Piercey will have both of them. Hang on. <laughs> Jonathan Pierce is holding the box. How about that? He's holding the box. Yeah, makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, there's a lot going on already. We've got false teeth. We've got yum-yums. Yum, yum. Jonathan Pierce is holding the Piercey's box. Piercey's holding it. What else is in there? A tile... Okay. From the Houses of Parliament. Okay. When I was 30, uh, some friends bought me this original Victorian Milton tile that was on the uh, on the floor of, of St. Stephen's Hall, which was where the Commons originally was. So I've got a bit of this building that I worked in for four years. What did you do there? Uh, I was a tour guide. Right education side of things took kids around and then at night was gigging but it was a very uh formative time in my life you know met great people very interesting place to work yeah how do you end up getting a job like that because it's it's incredibly specific <laughs> but, but it's an un- it's an unusual job to have isn't it it's it's as unusual as being a stand-up i'd say of like oh i'm a tour guide for the house of commons no shit. What, what's your hobbies? I'm a stand-up comedian. Oh my god! You know, yeah. there's two big things there. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm 36. The reason why I do what I do now, I am where I am now, is because of the decisions I made when I was like 22. I think about that a lot because I don't know about you, but do you recognise that the the drive? Yeah, I, I sort of, 
I remember very vividly driving back from a gig in Reading and there's a David Gray song and the lyrics are, I've got no reason but that I must. And that really sort of stuck with me in terms of there's no need to do this, but I but I know I have to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is with stand-up, that you're probably any kind of creative thing, that you go, I've got no reason, but that I must. And that was always a thing. I just had this, I don't know, I was so excited to see whether I could get good at a thing because I loved it. When I found it, I was like, well, this will do. Yeah, it just, it's... But even little things like when I was a kid, so I started in Bristol, there was a gig in Plymouth, a place called Club Fandango. That's two and a half hours away to drive. And I would drive there and do five minutes and then go back on a Thursday when I was at university. And there is nowhere else in the universe I would have rather been, you know, and that excitement of yeah. doing five minutes for free. But there's no questioning. There's no kind of what will it lead to. There's not like, mm. well, can I do six? Will you pay me? It was anything like that. It was just the, they're going to let me do five minutes in Plymouth. Yeah. You know, mad, it's, it's, it? it's, it's madness. Yeah. But I, and I, I, I look back at that time and, you know, I took all my leave, all my holiday was going up to Edinburgh and stuff. And um, the last time I did that was when I did my first show. Wow. And I had to take an extra day. I just had to basically not go to work. And uh, I told them, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be in. My boss at the time was like, I'm still going to have to call you in the morning, find out where you are. So I'm stood in the Pleasance Courtyard, the phone rings. My boss is like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Edinburgh. Okay, we'll talk when you get back. So I'm like, right, I might be getting sacked here. This has to work. Mm. This month is very important to me now. Mm. It always was, but I was like, oh, shit. I'm putting a lot on the line here. Mm. That's my job. That's kept me going. Because I wasn't really paid to do stand-up before I did my first hour. Yeah. Uh, I did well in Edinburgh that year. That was basically the first time I was paid properly. Yeah. So I just, I just, and it was just a mad time working in somewhere like that, quite an iconic building. And just that, that kind of uh, dual life I led, where taking kids around... Talking about MPs and lords and walking around that palace. And then at night, running around London or getting night buses to places and trying this thing. And everyone at work knows that you're trying to be a comedian. Mm. So this tile, it's that feeling basically in a thing. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's an old, And also, you know, well, that just, just everyone has... You know, you think who's walked on that tile, Churchill yeah. and everyone you can think of, and uh, you know, in the past 150 years, walked through that hall. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just one of these things that I have. My partner doesn't like it, so it's not on display. But it's weird. It's like, it's just this thing that is special. What is it? Is it because... Because it... I literally stood on it. Yeah. And do you think it sort of reminds you of a sort of crossroads moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Because again, going back to that thing of how hard I worked in those years is why I, twelve years later, fifteen years later, is why I'm still doing. It. Mm. I feel very grateful to that younger version of myself. Yeah, that's quite a good point, isn't it? It's very seldom that you have that 
Yeah, that that like if the I former met, you was a right little workhorse. Yeah, if yeah, I met yeah. him, I'd be like, "Yeah, man, thanks." Work, yeah, because uh, you know, could you teach me a few things? Then like, mm. like you, you didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you cracked on. Yeah, and you were bold, and you made decisions. But, but that tile, that tile, and it's a, it's quite heavy. It's a big old thick thing. It's yeah. got like it's not just a tile like you put on your bathroom wall. Yeah, it's got like an iceberg of concrete. It's a proper thing. So how did they get it? They dug it up. They they, they completely dug it up wow. and then retiled. So it's an old Victorian Milton. Uh, it's just it's an amazing thing. But it must feel like presumably quite nice just to like rub your hand against it. Yeah, it's it's smooth. It's cool. It's like I said, it's not on display. Where is it? <laughs> it's on my, my my bookshelf in like a black box. But okay, it's kind of. Um, I don't know. I was, I was trying to think, you know, what physical thing could encapsulate a time in my life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's that, really. So that's in the box. Yeah. And it's quite heavy, but Pierce, I'll, but I just Pierce said, I, is a, is a Pierce strong can, chap. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. carry it. It's fine. <laughs> but there's something quite nice about that thing of, like, uh, having a different thing. It'd be quite nice to have a different thing per decade that you have stood on the most. Yeah. And then sort of tracing those steps. <sighs> mm. For all, for all the year. Do you know what I mean? It's I sort like of, that. It's like, I, but I know what you mean about those sort of hallowed spaces. So presumably when your feet were on that tile, it's a pretty special place to be. Mm. Then you kind of don't want it. And then suddenly being on the uh, stage of the comedy store. Mm. Actually, do you know the most special place I've often thought? It's, the, it's backstage at the store. You know, just before you go on and there's that little side room that's got all the electrical stuff mm. behind it. That moment where there's obviously 300 people out there and you're stood in that darkness and you, you feel Izzard, uh, Robin Williams, Skinner, mm. Sean Locke, Joe Brown, all these like Goliaths and you're there. That is a real like talk about being surrounded by ghosts mm. of like fucking hell am I doing here? It's exciting and terrifying. Yeah, that doesn't go away. Not there. There's a there's a really that specific space. I always make a point of just walking into that whenever I do it and try and sort of just be alone in it. I remember being there as an open spot and just going, I don't know, man. I think you're way out of your depth. And then suddenly it feels like you're given birth. And then you sort of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's sort of that thing of suddenly the only time I've had. I remember doing when I did um, Jimmy Fallon uh, doing that, which is it, such a crazy experience but there's someone's job to kind of hold the curtain and you're stood there about to do the tonight show in that building in that building and then the guy you hear your name and the guy pulls back the tur the curtain and just that moment of just coming out it is so bewildering and then you just go into kind of snooker mode and just go right pop that pop that pop that and you're not there you're not doing it because you're just in your own head looking at your brain going tick 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 so tick, in that tick, moment night. you just a just a question in general with with stand up on telly do you play the room or do you play down the camera you straight down the gun i was given an incredible bit of advice years ago i think i was quite fortunate because i did mock the week that when we'd always do like a little mm. two minutes of stand, a minute of stand or whatever, that I remember the first week I did it, it went great because I played the room and then I watched it back on telly and it was like I was ignoring the nation. Interesting. And because you're, you're, it's like you're sat on the sofa going, why won't he look at me? 
And then somebody said <laughs> that the trick is to flirt with the camera. So the camera is the the person you're trying to win the attention of. That's a Michael uh, Michael Caine thing. Is it really? You've got Act to like flirt the camera. With... <laughs> <laughs> so I can't I can't yeah. stop that. No, no, no. no. But... He, 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 he talked about how. Hello, girl. In film. <laughs> it's mumsy, it's nice. <laughs> That's nice. It's not, yeah. um, in film acting. So obviously you don't look down at the camera in films, but he said you've got, you've got to act like the camera is a girl at the party at the other end of the room. Yeah. You want to catch her attention. You want her to look at you. Yeah, but yeah. you're not going to look at her. Yes. That's how you've got to play the camera. Yeah. What's what's next? So basically, you know where you know like a special bag or a box that you've got in your house that has your passports and your documents. Uh, yes. Like it's like birth certificates and shit. Sure, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's yeah. stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So I've got a bag like that, but I've also it's full of stuff as well. So anyway, what I've got in there are, and I'll put them in the box in my wonder box. So my dad. Uh, they go to church. I was brought up Catholic and stuff. And uh, in the parish newsletter, there's like a parishioner writes, and it's like a paragraph of creative writing. Yeah. On surely call it points of pew. And they, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, come wow. on. If you're doing it, let's do it properly. You just come up with that. Yeah. But anyway, so a parishioner writes yeah. points of pew. Yeah. So my dad's written a few of these. And they aren't conversations, they feel very private. Mm. They're sides and they're things that I learn that I don't know. Mm. But it also shows his, how he sees things. And it's mm. not, he's not writing about God or anything. It's just life or he, he writes about growing up. They feel extremely private. Yeah. And I've not talked to him about them. Sometimes I can't read them. It's like I start reading it and go, I can't do this yet. Okay. So I put I've put a selection of them in this bag. Mm. And they're an important they're, they're weirdly important. But again, I I haven't read them. So you know, if you if you if you if you if you were to ask me <laughs> what, what what's in them, what do they say? Mm. It's like looking into the sun a little bit. But there's it's He gave me this book. Um this is going to sound mad. Karma Sutra. <laughs> so he gave you the book it's like, it's like, but he gave me this book for when I was 21 mm -hmm. what's it called I can't remember what's called fuck it he gave me this book and went I wish I read this book when my dad was alive and I haven't read it and I won't read it and that sounds mad I think that sounds mad he does but so explain the reasoning do you want me to read it and I'll can just fill you in I on the bit I can't read no, no, but, no like, 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 but like, um, it's like it feels like it has, it might have the answers, but I don't know what I'm asking. Right. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we've gone a long way from yum yums to this. And then the last thing in the box is a model of a uh, fireman Sam's um, <laughs> fire station, <laughs> which my mate Pat Cahill, who is a uh, a brilliant comedian. A brilliant comedian who's supported me on, on tour and will be supporting me on tour if you mm -hmm. come to my shows. But he's also an extraordinary model maker. 
Uh, he, he's made models for national theatre, opera houses all around the world. Oh, wow. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, on tour, we're in Clevedon. And we're uh, sat outside this fire station and my son is obsessed with Fireman Sam. And I'm looking at this building and I'm like, that looks like Fireman Sam's fire station. Anyway, we look it up and it was actually genuinely the one that they <laughs> they'd based it on. Wow. That was in September. Anyway, Christmas this year, Pat knocks on the door. I've got COVID, he can't come in. But he's got, uh, <laughs> he's got a big box and he went, open it on Christmas Day, it's for your son. Opened it up. He's made this incredible, incredible model of this building that we sat outside. Which is so beautiful and um, also shit on anything you've got your son for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit... Uh... We have to put this under... Now, did you tell your son that Pat had done it or I Santa? I made you this. <laughs> Who brought it? Santa, Pat, yeah, he's or only you? met Pat once. Yeah, he's heard about he, he might as well. He might, he might as well be Father Christmas. Um... Actually, I got him a, I got him a little Thomas the Tank engine, which he lost in October. Yeah. And slash uh, threw away. Well, I said, well, my mate did Put say, have you just, in. have you just bought have you, for Christmas? Are you just going to give him back everything you've nicked over the year? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this model is extraordinary, and you know, Pat is a dear friend. It's for my son. He, the work he's put into this, mm -hmm. and he didn't tell me. I've so got no reason, but that I must. That's what I mean. Like some, like clearly, it's something beautiful about that. You were sat there and you went, "Oh, that's nice, isn't it?" And his brain was like, "Ding!" And out of nothing, and we toured for three months. And yeah. He hasn't mentioned it. But out of nothing but kindness, he's like, "Oh, that'd be a nice thing." And my son, I'll show you a video of my son playing with it. And you know, again, I was trying to think, what am I putting in this box? It's a model of Clevedon Fire Station. Yeah, I know it, but but it's so much more than that. Of because course, it is. when you watch your son playing with that, it's a reminder that, that you're a, you're a good man to know a good man. Do you oh, know what I mean? Very, that's no, but it really is true, isn't it? Where you go, Jesus, how lucky am I to have friends like that? Yeah, yeah, massively. That can massively. give my kid a moment for for no reason other than oh, that'd be nice. Mm, not yeah. Again, I want to go back to my younger self and go. You make good choices yeah, with your with your friendships. Here's a question. Final question. What did you get Pat for Christmas? Uh, nothing. <laughs> but I've I've employed him for a year. Yeah. Also, I he's my he's, a, he's my support act and doesn't drive. Sure. So he can go to hell. Okay. Wow. Well, that changed quickly. Um, um, <laughs> Pat is dead. Long live Pat. Um, that was so what, much fun. What a one eighty. What? A, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy. So. I'm happy with this box. I'm looking at this box now. Jonathan's Jonathan's opening it up. He opens up this box and I've got stuff that reminds me of family, friendship, old work. And, a and there's a yeah, there's a few yum yums in there as well. Just which which I I'm thinking about now and I'm like there's there's just there's a big old sugary smile on my face. But yeah, that feels good. I'm happy with that box. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful John Cairns. Thanks for having me. So that was John. He's taking his new show on tour and you can find out more and get tickets at johncairnscomedy.co.uk. That's johncairnscomedy.co.uk. See you next week. <laughs>